Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight during the World Cup is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you doing, man? I mean, it's always good to return to the pod as an MLS champions. So, you know, yeah. obviously, um, you know, my mood may change tomorrow after this Iran-USA game. Um, but funny thing is I'm not sure. How, it's weird because I'm not quite sure which outcome I prefer. Um, knowing mm-hmm. that the the one that really matters is, you know, like the, you're really, this is more in preparation for 2026 than anything else. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been nice to kind of sit back and kind of just get to watch some good football and not have to really stress out all that much comparatively to how we would in regards to LAFC. But yeah, now we're here, you know, it's Cyber Monday, time to go shopping, see what, see what the, you know, the off season might bring. Absolutely. I, I always do like these episodes. Um, it is, it's fun to dream, right? And I think, uh, this past transfer window from John Thorrington this past summer kind of redefines what's possible in a lot of ways. Um, so this is an exciting one. A few things that I want to mention. So we are returning as MLS champions, right? Uh, so we decided to go ahead and upgrade our music. We put out a little bit of a poll and we actually had a, uh, a listener tweet into the show. Uh, well, DM us, uh, music of his own. So that's the music that you heard at the beginning called patience. Uh, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and I think we'll probably just keep it for a while, maybe until we lift our next cup, huh? Yep. Um, regarding the World Cup tomorrow, or the World Cup match tomorrow between Iran and the U.S., um, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect. Um, everybody knows how I feel about Greg Berhalter. It is quite possibly the thing I am most vocal about. Uh, disliking, I should say. Um I, I, man, I, I think he is an incredibly weak manager uh, tactically. I think he seems to be a camp counselor when it comes to like leading a group of, of young players. He's fine, but um, man, I, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he's got something up his sleeve to break down the Iran low block tomorrow since they just need a draw and we need a win. But I think it's the last eight World Cup opponents We've only scored one goal against outside of the friendly, the friendly against Morocco. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds about right, you know. But again, what this is what we've come to expect, right? It's like this, you know. Actually, it's it's a bit of a Concacaf thing at the at the current moment, right? It's like enjoy a lot of possession, show some some ton of promise, but all of you always leave you a bit unfulfilled when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, none of the none of the Concacaf teams have had a great World Cup, but uh, I I'd hate to excuse the performance or the I guess I should say the the underwhelming performance of the USMNT under Greg Berhalter just because oh well Canada didn't do great in the World Cup either and they they won qualifying it's like all right fine I I, I guess I just expect more out of this talented U.S. group, but I'm sure we'll be treated to all sorts of excuses and uh, explanations on on why this group didn't go and do the things we thought they might be capable of doing. But that's for another time. Today is about going shopping for some new LAFC toys for the holidays. 
So Josh, let's let's lay down some assumptions here. Um, again, MLS rosters being what they are, everything's always a little bit murky. So we want to make sure that everybody knows the parameters that we're operating with here. We've decided to assume two DPs. Now that could be Denny Boanga and Carlos Vela. Well, we know Boanga be. for sure, right? Yes. Like we, that it could that be... one is like not questionable. Carlos, right. I know there's some weird, there are some contract things that could potentially change it, but again, we yeah, were so initially we had heard things. that that he was going to be on one and a half million during this next season. Um, and that that would be obviously underneath uh, 1.6 for a DP. So we'll just see what ends up happening, I guess, with his contract. But we also have Christian Teo, who we've heard has been already bought down or they're renegotiating his contract, so he's not a DP. And there's still the Chicho situation where he wants to be a DP. LAFC aren't paying him that yet. So anybody else? He's not even a TAM player at this point. I don't think. I think he's on like the max. I believe he's on the max, like the max salary, like 600 650 or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, again, and maybe maybe that was just the budget charge when I was looking at it, and I misread the contract. But I I want to think that, especially at the time at which they brought him, I don't believe they ended up need, it. They ended up bringing him bringing him in on Tam. Um, so again, he could be do you know he could you could double him up to that Tam level and be okay there. Yeah. Still. So maybe um, maybe just giving Chicho a a Tam bump is yeah. enough for the time. Okay. Um, we're also assuming that Jose Cifuentes is gone. Um, plenty of rumors surrounding him. Ecuador looks good in the world cup. It seems like he's going to be starting in their match tomorrow. Uh, so he seems to be gone, leaving us with, I guess, technically two U22 spots. If you don't count Pancho Janela's spot, since he's out on loan, it would just leave Diego Palacios, but we're going to assume there's only one open U22 spot because Pancho comes back in June, um, so it seems unlikely that they'd make that uh, that they'd make that signing unless they already have something in in store for for Pancho. Um, last thing I I think is uh, that if they do sign a DP in this window, it will be a U22 signing, so that mm. they can continue to cash in on the U22 initiative. Did I miss any here, Josh? No, I think that's it. Hollingshead has officially been re-signed. That was the yes. other one yes. there. So we know he's back. And I think that probably gives you cover depending on, like you were saying, outcome of Palacios's current um, run at the World Cup. Yeah. So maybe the easiest way to do this um right now is just to go through what the starting lineup would be were they to take the field in i don't know february march whenever the first game is uh without making any signings um so if Crepo's back he's the starter um i i think there's a chance he could be back but i guess we'll see you would have then palacios Segura, Murillo, and Hollingshead on the right. You would mm-hmm. have 
the same, well, not the same midfield. You would have Ilya and Acosta, and then a, the spot next to Acosta is open uh, with Sifu gone. And then you have the same attacking front three in Bowanga, Chicho, and Fela. Any disagreement there? No, I don't think so. Do we know Acosta there? He, I know they, his contract situation, I believe he's still under contract, right, for next year. Or they picked up his option, I believe. Yeah, I, he's still way. under contract. Let me see here. I have the team pulled up. Now, again, we're getting most of our data from transfer marked because that's what we get, right? Uh, contract expires December 31st, 2023. Yeah, so he's so still under contract. They'll either be trying to extend him, uh, trying to extend him throughout the year or or move him in the summer would be my guess. Um, so let's, let's go there. Um, I didn't want to say anything during the season because I don't want to jinx anything. But to me, as it always has been, this is the this is the move that needed to happen. You had to move on from Sifu and actually upgrade that position. Not that Sifu wasn't good, just that you want an upgrade at that position. Um, and it's possible because you have an open DP spot and because Sifu was a young player who, uh, despite being a great fit at LAFC and doing amazing things, being great in the press, good in the attack, solid all-around uh, performer. If you upgraded that position, LAFC are even more dangerous. Do you mm-hmm. have, like, to me, that's the number one priority. I don't think that's going to be JT's priority, to be totally honest with you, but this is Cyber Monday. Yeah. So. I mean, again, like, I'd have to go, like, going through, I mean, we've always called for that, what's it called, right, that, um, do it all midfielder that can get into attack then also can you know they can play play in defense too right the question yeah. just becomes what are you willing to spend on you know like what are you willing to spend on that you know spend on that and yep. that kind of is a question because again like I'm not quite sure what you know you really have to wonder like well, okay who's available who fits the you know, who fits the profile, you know, when are they going to be available? Because I know like our, when our team is getting ready to start offloading, offloading players, um, you know, obviously like the, the messy rumors are starting up again and all those crazy things like that. But obviously I don't, it, I, to me, that doesn't fit the, it doesn't fit the, not the narrative is the wrong word, but it doesn't fit the, the profile that we've, traditionally looked at but then again we ended up with gareth bale so what the heck do i know um yeah i mean it, that definitely like that signing alone changes the calculus on, mm-hmm. on what is possible right now part of it was of like what what was of a you know like they approached you know they seem to have approached lafc at the time you know there's a lot of you know circumstances that seem to have led to that his availability there, right? So, but when you kind of look at, look at who's, even like who's going to be available heading into, you know, heading into the summer, right? It's like Adrian Rabio, right? Yeah, I think that's Central too Central midfielders kind of fell out, fell out at a bunch of different places. Does he look for, does he look for that, 
that move into, you know, does he look for a move that gives him something different? Yeah. Right? Like where he can just kind of either rebuild it or just kind of take over, right? Because I think, again, if you're him and you've played at PSG, you've played at... Are you at PSG at one point? Uh, I don't know that he was. I know he's at, I mean, he's at Juve currently. I forget where he was at just before that. Right? Like, you know, same time, you know, he's 27 now. He's not going to get another big money. I don't think, I don't see him. Yeah, he's with PSG previous to Juve. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, um, you know, and, and left on a free transfer. Obviously, his contract's going to be worth quite a bit. Yeah. You know, so that that changes the dynamic of things a little bit here. But at the same time, it's like there are going to be these guys, you know, that may not have been available to you previously, right? Yeah. But now, but now as they enter into the late prime of their careers, um, yeah, can look at these things and say, okay, how can I make how can I make one more big payday, right? And I, you know, I can do it being the best, you know, the best player in major league soccer and still get, and, and be on the world stage, right? Because everyone and their mother was talking about that, that cup final. Yeah. Right. Like it actually blew up way more than I think people probably anticipated. Right. 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 And so, again, I think there are going to be more guys than I think would have been previously, than especially two years ago, or maybe even before this year, right? That, you know, like, oh, maybe it's an attractive destination, but, you know, there people were still getting Galaxy and LAFC confused, you know, but with Bale there, with Chiellini there, there really is no, you know, I feel like there, you have a, there's a level of clout that you know have that, just yeah. gives you access to a whole different caliber of player than you probably I love a clap that's still there, too. It's not like, yeah. oh, well, we have had this guy come and play here, but he left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, so I then, I, for for example, like, you know, and, and now that Ricky Pooch has come to even the Galaxy. This is exactly where I was done, going, yes. Has done really well and has raised, re-raised his profile at a younger age. Does that now give you access to someone like a Danny Ceballos, right, who is out of contract in Madrid, I think heading into this, heading into mm-hmm. 2023, right? Has, you know, didn't really hit there, didn't really do, you know, doesn't really seem like he's going to get another opportunity because Valverde is cemented himself, yeah. Camavinga cemented himself. Like, there's just guys there that are going to be ahead of him for from now until the end of his career, and he's 26. Yeah. Right? Does that now become, me- a, you know, an, an option? Right. Yeah, I th- I think the Pooge deal is huge. I think having Chiellini and Bale here currently is huge to add legitimacy. The cup final is a big one, right? Like now is the time that you can actually go and grab one of these guys. Uh, let me suggest something here, Josh. Hmm. English midfielder who <laughs> may or may not be in full favor with his current club. Uh, ties to the city of Liverpool. Where am I going? And he's you know out I'm of going, contract. Josh? Mr. You know where I'm going, Josh? Yeah. No. No. Oxlade? Not, yes. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah. So with him, again, I, I've, you know, like for every time you would bring up Ross Barkley, he was a guy that I was like, oh yeah, we got to, 
You know, like I would rather have him because he played for Liverpool and isn't Ross Barkley. His health is a concern (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, you know, he, he tore his ACL, you know, like right when he was starting to really take off with Liverpool, tears his ACL, you know, in the, in the Champions League semifinal and just hasn't Mm -hmm. quite ever made it back in. Granted, that is because he does have Thiago and Fabinho, you know, ahead of him. Right, so yep. it, it's it's not going to be easy, you know. And you know, and, and again, it's the nature of it's the nature of professional sports. You know, like I remember I had a, a classmate in physical therapy school that I was like, "Why are you?" And he had played for the Dodgers, got called up for spring training. You know, was uh-huh. looked like he was going to hit, broke his arm in spring training, and then next thing you know, he's behind. They drafted five other players in his position, you know. And right. now he's buried on the depth charts, you know. So, and again, especially when you're at a big club, that's bound to happen. I'm, I mean, look at all the guys at Madrid. Danny Sabas, who I just brought up earlier, is another yeah. one of those examples. It's like they bring him in, you know, during this Madrid wave where they're trying to sign all these Spanish players, you know, which probably kept them out of the financial trouble that Barcelona's in, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now. You know, like he had, you know, I think he got hurt also. Same thing with Asensio. Same thing with with um, Isco. Next thing you know, there's 15 other guys who can, you know, that are running right by you. Right. Yeah. Which is prime, prime for LAFC to step in again. And with your profile, you know, having raised your profile in a way that, you know, like the Galaxy, you know, as much as we love to troll them, have it. Right. They have that profile. Not exactly for all the greatest reasons in the world, you know, but it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now you now you have a credibility, though, you know, and, and again, and also have current, like you were saying, have current players that can vouch for you at the same time. Yeah. You know, about what what environment you're coming yourself into and are they going to do right by you when it comes down to it? Yeah, I think I think the difficulty with players of this profile is a guy like Oxlade, Chamberlain is going to be able like he can he can move to uh a lower level Premier League team, right? Mm-hmm. He does, like he doesn't have to come all the way to MLS. He can go to I don't Bournemouth. Know, yes. Um and kind of rehab himself there under under less pressure or whatever and get back up to get back up to speed. Um so I I just that kind of move seems a little bit too big, especially for a guy that's 29. And we already talked about like the move is probably for a young DP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not to say that JT works some sort of magic and opens up a DP spot and still is able to go sign another DP, another young DP eventually as well. Um, it's just that I, those moves seem a little bit too big, but again, Cyber Monday, right? Well, um, yeah, and but at the same time, I feel like the the model has changed a little bit, right? Um, not that I, I I feel like the obviously the young DP just just gives you a lot of options with the U twenty three, right? And how those things score away from. I mean, we brought on um, who joined us and kind of explained all the that U twenty three thing. Oh, I think I that was uh, Ben. Ben, yeah. yeah. So Ben came on right and talked about the talked about the whole thing and explaining, you know, how how much benef- how beneficial that is if you can utilize it and, and have access to all those spots, right? Because you basically get three DPs for the price of one. 
but at the same time right i th- you do there is this sense that it's like if you can figure out how you know again maybe maybe that's where, where you know th- this Carlos Vela situation and his contract comes into play right so if you can elevate you know if you can not have to pay him you know on that you know again you're still going to pay him it doesn't you know whatever but if you don't have to pay him on that scale then maybe it does open up that opportunity to now do a little bit of both and i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past you know the 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 brain child or the brain what's the word the brain trust you know brain trust of will Kuntz and jt at this point right like they've they've proven their ability to 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 make this salary cap work for them in ways that other teams have struggled yeah. to yeah so yeah we'll see so i i do think I do think in many ways they're still in a win now window, right? Yeah. Acosta's here till the end of next year. Vela's here till the end of next year. Bale is technically still here till June, even though it seems like he's probably on the way out from all the rumors that we've heard. Um, You might still have Chiellini for a bit. So it seems like there's another window here to do something special. You can at least make a run at CCL. So I do think you need to reload here, right? I think if you go into Mm -hmm. CCL and your midfield is Acosta, who's got one foot out the door, and Ilya, and either Blessing or Mendez, it's like you're in a world of hurt. Now, we have heard uh, Steve Trundle talk about Teo as a pure 10, which to me is interesting. Like, are you eventually going to move to a double pivot and play with a 10? Again, I don't see that. I think it suits Chicho better because I think that's the kind of striker he is. He wants to lead the line uh, rather than be super involved in the midfield. But um, I, I don't think that's the way they go. Uh, I think they. I mean, to be fair, there there has been a willing there has been a willingness to be a lot more flexible than I think we've seen in the past, right? So I think I think there is a little bit of that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there could be, and maybe maybe that's why they signed Mendez in the first place is to eventually work in a double pivot where his lack of passing range and, and field awareness in, in the final third, isn't going to be so uh, devastating to your attack. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if that's the case where they go with Ilya and, and Mendez and somebody else of a similar profile and then bring in a couple tens to back up Teo, then fine, let's go with that. Um, and maybe maybe that's eventually the DP as well as you bring in another you bring in another DP midfielder that's that's an actual ten. Um, I I don't know, but to me, uh, the midfield wasn't deep enough last year, and now you're losing Sifu and Acosta may be going as well. So, like to me, that's the number one priority, and you need it's time to get over the the miss on Andre Orta and just go ahead and sign a DP midfielder. Hmm. Whether it's U22 or a senior DP, I, I prefer a senior DP here because there's no time to wait. Right? Yeah. Like, Sifu's gone. There's no time to wait. That like That's it. That, you have to have one now that's performing now. Use a U22 speculative DP as, as a forward where you can just bring them along slowly. Yeah. And you know, and again, I think with the with the talent that you have up front, right, it does give you more time, 
right? I think the fans are going to be are more willing yep. to be patient in a way that we we definitely didn't. I don't know. It's like we definitely didn't have that same luxury in the past, right? Of of being patient with you know based on where we were at as a team, right? It's like right, you know, like now that you've won this cup, you know, it does give you you know it gives the it gives that front office that cushion. Right. In the same way that, you know, we had talked about that before, right? It's like there have been moments where the front office have given themselves cushion because of, you know, some of the moves that they've made. And I think this is another one of those things where you're going to have that cushion to be able to do that, which, again, if you're going, if you still want to go down that model for, for the owner's sake of being able to be a selling team, right? You can, you can do, you do the young DP and then you sign three U22s. And you really develop those guys behind, right? You're you're behind your your championship winning, yep. Um, you know, group, and then you kind of go from there, right? Because I think at that point, you know, like I said, like there's enough guys on that roster that are capable of doing big things, and now you just need guys to come in and perform for thirty minutes at a time. You yeah, know? and the moment generally won't be nearly as big as opposed to having to you know like a 21 year old having to come in and carry a franchise yeah right that that's yeah. a big ask in my you know it's it's a big ask that i was surprised that i've always been surprised that mls teams have asked expecting that to work work out well for a team right, right? versus right. asking a 26 year old 27 year old carlos vela when he first arrived right to do the same thing yep all right so, I mean, that's the midfield. Uh, again, number one priority. You need one DP signing and probably another signing to that's like a higher, a higher level. Not doesn't have to be Tam, but just another another midfield in there somewhere. I mean, and maybe maybe the plan is just to wait for Pancho to come back, and <laughs> and he's he just kind of slots in. I haven't kept up with him at all since he's been in, at Nacional. So I mean, from what from what I remember, I feel like people were, I don't know what high, if high is the right word to explain what people were feeling at the, at the given time, but it seems like people weren't unhappy with him, right? I think I think everybody just confused it. Like, why are you here at this point? Mm-hmm. You never get any playing time. What is going on? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so as far as forwards go. Uh, we already know the starting three, right? We already know that Opoku is there and a fantastic player, especially at his price point. We know that Teo is there and seems to be a solid player, again, assuming Bale is gone. So you have four wingers, right? You need another striker. Um, Kind of that, again, back to that, kind of like Danny Musovsky type of replacement Right, where you have somebody that can mm-hmm. come in and do a job when you need to. Because to be honest with you, you're probably gonna have Boanga and Vela starting at or playing striker before you bring in Danny Musovsky to play, right? Yeah. You're just gonna move somebody over or even Teo, whoever it is. Those four guys are gonna be the guys that get the lion's share of the minute or five, I should say, will get the lion's share of minutes. And you just need one more guy who can do a job midweek in open cup in like early open cup play or or midweek against i don't know x bottom feeder team in mls right 
usually Vancouver or San Jose, and then you end up losing that game. <laughs> right, the games that they did, that they just throw. Um, the guy that did, yeah, run out, run out there, Danny Musovski to play on the turf in Vancouver while we lose, um, and save Chicho's knees. Um, yeah. but I mean, there's really not a whole lot to do there. So I, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, everybody loves to talk about attacking signings, but like this team has plenty of good attackers and they just need a midfield to supply them with <laughs> better service. I'd say. Yeah. The question um, though, is that do you prefer a guy that can join the attack like Sifu did or a guy who is more going to sit back and thread? Right, like, I mean, Ladero, kind of like Ladero. I guess Ladero is more of a ten, right? I, I mean, like, uh, obviously, all like everyone the things would want that Kevin I like about Ross Barkley are what I want. I want a well-rounded attacking midfielder that can press, can shoot from distance, can thread passes. Um, I, I I realize that he's he's not the guy and he's not the answer, but like. That same sort of profile to me is what you want. You need a yeah. you need a solid box to box midfielder. That's how they use him. So, uh, center back signings, Josh. I think I'm okay if they don't sign a single center back. Like you could let no, Ibiaga walk. As far as I'm and concerned, Fall's supposed to come and Fall, I believe, is scheduled to come back. I think he point. comes back mid year, and. I am going to go ahead and say, I, I haven't seen him play. I don't know. But they've had him on enough rosters. Tony Leone finally steps up into, into the roster in some quasi-meaningful way in that he's your fourth center back that you give minutes to. Fall comes back, and now he's your fifth center back. Am I crazy? No. I mean, obviously, I think Falls, you would it feels like Fall's ceiling is far higher than than that. You know, maybe maybe, maybe I'm mistaken, right? It, again, oh, I, I mean, I think like, yeah, I'm talking about Leone here. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think I think if you have I think if you have Mario and Segura as starters, Chiellini rotates in, and Leone guy. is is your fourth center back to start the year. You're fine, and then yeah, once Fall comes back, Leone's just your fifth center back, and now you have Fall who can start any match. I, I like mm-hmm. I if if Fall was starting in a in a CCL final, I'd be like, yeah, fine, good, mm-hmm. and and is likely to push whoever's ahead of him too, though, right? Because that's the other right. part of it, right? As well, that I think, you know, like about Fall is that I think he's he's got the highest ceiling of anyone on that roster. Right, and then yeah. the question becomes like, do you get to a weird situation now? You know, again, I think you you do. As much as I love Eddie Segura, I think you do have to evaluate where he's at on this team. Yeah. Right. Because if you were going to tell me that you were going to let Eddie walk because you can't pay him, um, and his contract go, expires in December, right? Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, but then you're going to bring fall back and pair him with, with Mario as your, as your anchors. Yeah. And then, you know, have Chiellini as the spot guy that hopefully helps everyone develop and hopefully 
our our guy accepts said mentorship. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know things could be headed. I mean, again, I'm, and then again, you said that Leone is your fourth guy, and then you find another Ibiaga type to fill. I mean, in the I, I think I think if you let Segura walk, you go ahead and just resign Ibiaga to small money. Yeah. You know, like unless and, and unless there's a team back. that as long as as long as Fall is the starting center back, yeah, I'm fine with letting Segura walk. Hey, this I don't is, want that to happen, but okay. We're talking about MLS Cup starter and champion Sebastian Ibiaga here, Kirk. So right. put some respect on his name, right? <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, I think again, like those those types of guys that just as always, right? Especially this year. Those are the guys you have to have on the roster. Yep. Right. Like you do need a bunch of these random, you know, these these Ibiaga type signings because they really are the ones that are the difference between winning MLS Cup and flaming out in, in the first round. Um, yeah. You know, very in yeah. a very strange way, right? As much as it doesn't seem like the the talent necessarily necessitates it, but they also are very much ready to, to step up when you when you need it in a way that you know I'm not sure you know in a way that I'm not sure everyone else is right yeah well I mean I mean so like like let's take those two for example fall and and Ibiaga, right Ibiaga didn't whine and complain about Keelini being signed that was mm-hmm. fall right and fall had to be transferred <clears throat> had to be loaned out in the middle of the season. Otherwise fall would have started in MLS cup. Mm-hmm. Right. And lifted the trophy. Uh, so in, in a lot of ways it's that professionalism and that like, just do your job mentality that, that you do really need to, to win championships. Right. Very bill Belichick. Uh, yeah. do I your mean, job. That, that's why we, that's why Hong's head is on this team. That's why, you know, you have a bunch of these guys that like, how, how dare you, Reduce Hollingshead to that. <laughs> no, but I mean, like when when we signed him, like I didn't think anyone thought he was going to be, you know, no, not at all. Not one at of our all. best you're, attacking you're players. Right there. Yep. Right, like when 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 Acosta was signed, people weren't clamoring and like, oh, we're 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 the most complete team in MLS now, with the exception yeah. of myself, because I just love me some Kellen Acosta. Right, like I I thought he would. I thought he was always the guy that the midfield, like that type of profile, was the guy that. LASD was missing since Lee Wynn was gone. Yeah, I mean, right. from day one, from day one, we looked at it as an upgrade over the over Mark Anthony K. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because he just yeah. gives you more in a lot of different ways, but yeah, like you know, I think every every passing season in Major League Soccer, right, always reminds me that it's it's Ryan it's Ryan Hollingshead, it's Maxine Cropo. It's you know Sebastian Ibiaga, Franco Escobar. Yeah, yeah. You know those are the guys that win you that win you trophies, not yeah. necessarily your DPs, right? Like when has so, when has your biggest your the best DP ever been the guy that's lifted you know that's won won it all? Yeah, right. Because this year it was Hani Mukhtar. They burned. They flamed out, right? Mm-hmm. Or Darusi, right? But it was. Ryan Hollinghead, who lifted it. Yep. So that I mean that takes care of center backs. Essentially, no change to center backs, mm-hmm. right? There, there's no need to. 
You have Falk coming back. We don't know about Chiellini. He's not going to be all. He's not going to be all that integral to the to the squad. I don't think. Um, hopefully, they can just slide him right into a coaching position and hold on to him for years. Uh, yeah. Doubt that happens. So that leaves He'll, us with the fullbacks, like Josh. Here, but for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, so at fullback, um, Escobar's contract is up. I think at the end of this month. Uh, Palacios is probably going to be about ready for a move in the next year. And then you have Hollingshead, who has worked as a swing fullback, something you and I have advocated against. But once he really took ownership of that right-back spot, he looked totally comfortable, totally effective, uh, and helped them push through the playoffs and, and lift the trophy. So if you told me that Palacios and Hollingshead are your two starting fullbacks, I'd be fine. The problem is I just don't know who their backup is still. Hmm. And it seems to be the the case that LAFC love to get cute when backing up their fullbacks. Now they didn't at the beginning of last year. At the beginning of last year, they had Hollingshead on the left as a backup and uh, either Escobar or Moon as the backup on the right, depending on what you thought. So what do you think they do this year? It doesn't seem like Palacios is, has, is going to have the opportunity to raise his profile in the same way that I think Sifu did during the season, you know, and and will have the opportunity at the Cup. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes in tomorrow and balls out and, you know, we're having a different discussion about, you know, right. about this tomorrow because, um, you know, he has you know, amazing run of things. And, you know, we're in a, we're in a much different, we're having a different conversation. But I think the team is, per, if, if he does move, I think the comfort, the team would be comfortable playing Hogshead on the left where he had been his whole career and bring right. Escobar in right. on the right and bringing Escobar back at, re, at a reasonable cost. If he's, if he's, if he's willing, um, you know, cause again, he's probably a $600,000 player, Right. Somewhere yeah. between that four and six, you know, um, doesn't kill you on the cap, doesn't really change your roster decisions all that much. Um, you know, so I think, and I'd probably be happy with the exception of, you know, again, what's how healthy is Escobar able to stay throughout the course of the season, right? It was a question mark this year because he just was was always hurt. Um, yep. So Man, He's only 27. I didn't realize he was so young. Escobar? I thought he was in his 30s. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, it's like I'm. If you're gonna tell me that you're you're going into next season with those two up at fullback, good, right? You just have to make sure you have a proper, you know. Like I'm not. I can't be. We can't head into the season with Julian Gaines as his back as the backup right back because no one has ever seen that kid since Julian Gaines is not a real person. Yeah, just <laughs> like not a real. Person. What's his name? What's the, what's the guy uh, that played for San Diego? Like never played a single match, but he came from like Chivas or something like that a few years back. Same I same no boat. Idea. Always he was always on he, the only place he ever showed up was on the injury report. I think it was <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, oh oh, uh, it was one of the. Uh, we had three guys with the same last name back then. Uh, shoot, was it? Yes. It was a kid. It was the kid from uh, Arena Soccer, and then the one that went to 
Josh, Josh something. He went no, to it was Alejandro Guido. Alejandro, okay, Guido, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember, he was like constantly hurt during his time at LFC. Like, he's there for from for two seasons, had zero appearances. That's right, that's right. And was constantly on the, he was basically just on the, on the, um, on the, the injury report with some, yeah. some other thing. And you're like, why is he on the, on the team at all? Yeah. All right. So seeing that Escobar is so young, I, I do think you're right. I think you got to sign him. Let's see his contract expires on the 31st of this month. So yeah, you got it. You got to sign him back. He's going to be a guy that you can get probably not even for TAM money. You can get him under the actual con- uh, under the actual cap. Um, so yeah, he was on five fifty this last year. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that that really just leaves you looking for potentially another another fullback. Now they got away with it this year. Obviously, uh, it wasn't always pretty, and we had to do some weird stuff a couple of times with fullbacks, but maybe, maybe they make that gamble again. I mean, it worked this year. So maybe, maybe they just leave it as is. And you just use Ibeaga or whoever as your emergency right back. Well, I mean, and obviously the hope would be at some point, you're going to get some production from the Academy, right? Is there a kid that's going to be able to step up right into that, into that role? Right. I know. um, Yeah. Well, they had moved, he was a right back, but I think or um Duaneus, right? Isn't he like a midfielder now though? Oh, like, I'm not sure. Like converting him at some point. I think he, I think I mean, he did play some right back for, for Vegas. They also have uh Mohammed Traore, who is a left back. Um I think similar to Fall, who I think used to be a left back, they moved him in centrally, but that might be another guy that you can bring in as well to to play behind Palacios if Hollingshead yeah. is in fact the guy on the right. Because that that that's my I mean, that's always where you know obviously like teams like Seattle had excelled right in in terms of like obviously they you know they've won't they're they had only won so much but at least their staying power in terms of being a playoff team. Right? I think this is the first time in club history they have missed the playoffs. Was this year? Something yeah, crazy like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that has something to be said, considering we missed the playoffs. You know, the last year, year three, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like to have to have that farm system in which you can plug and play guys that can, you know, again, you don't necessarily need them to be your your best player, but you need them to be able to contribute and right. get through those midweek games and do these different things. Who's that guy going to be? Right, that can just give. Hong's head arrest or whatever yeah. it may be. Guys, the guys that raise your floor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, again, you would hope that that's going to be the case for, you know, one of those three guys, right? Because it's, it's Torres, it's Duenas, it's Leone, right? Are the three are the three that had made that, you know, that were signed initially. And then now you have um, the midfielder. Uh, what's his name? Ordaz, right? That looks like he could you know, do something as well. So, yeah. again, you know, like that that's always going to, you know, to me, I think that's almost just as important to, if if we see market growth from 
the academies in terms of their, you know, now their ability to now fit into the senior roster and, and in terms of our staying power here at the top and maximizing windows or at least maintaining windows. Like, yeah, say when you lose, you know, some of those guys age out and off I, what I want is an off year to be, you finish fifth in the West, right? And you get knocked out yeah. in the first or second round of the playoffs, not an off year being we missed the playoffs altogether. Right. Right. And you're and you're watching things at home. Like we've talked about, you missed the playoffs in MLS, you better be fired. <laughs> it is such a low bar to make the to make the playoffs. Uh, I just looked up Duenas, by the way, and he is listed as a right back. Okay. So yeah, I would I would hope that it, you know, like I said, he's you know, again with, with Trundle there, maybe he's you know, the, you're gonna have some of that influence in his in his ability to get those guys to step up to the next level and you know hopefully produce at a point where they can be contributors again not necessarily we don't need them to step into the starting lineup if they're able to great right i'd be i'd be thrilled if that were the case right saves us a ton of money and and maybe you can now disperse that elsewhere but yeah you know at the same time if if at the minimum right they come in and they're able to just main you know like win open cup games right against lower level opponents then awesome right we've yep. saved we've saved Vela's legs for a little bit longer yeah all right well i think that's it um we've gone through pretty much the whole team here uh no need to really go over keeper i can't imagine any changes there after the way the final played out um so to kind of recap here i i the big signing is you want to somehow upgrade on the spot that Sifu was vacating, right? Again, Sifu mm-hmm. has been immense. Uh, I don't think when we signed him, anybody thought that he was going to be that good. We certainly saw flashes on the film that we studied early and everything, but nobody thought he was going to be that important, like kind of borderline best 11 type of, like league best 11 uh, player there. But... If there's a spot that you want to upgrade, it's that because it's vacating. So that's where the big signing goes, whether that's a a full DP or a U22 DP or whatever it's called. Um, One more signing in the midfield after that, just for depth. Doesn't have to be big. Um, Potentially sign another forward, like a pure, like a a, a nine as a, as a low level backup and then figure out what you're going to do a fullback and, and, you're reloaded and ready to go for both CCL and make another run for MLS. Now, the one question I have left, Josh, is how are you prioritizing competitions at the beginning of next year? I think you have to push for CCL. I think that's the one. Now that now that MLS Cup has been achieved, right? Yeah. I I obviously you want the staying power being able to compete year in and year out for that. Right. Yep. But like you're saying the bar, the bar for making the playoffs is pretty low. And once you get there, all bets are off. Yeah. Right? Like it's rare, you know, again, it, it, it was, it's a rarity for things to have worked out the way they did in having both number ones finish yep. in, you yep. know, in, in the, you know, or make it to the cup final. So 
I my honestly, like for me, it's you have to, and that's why you want to make sure that your floor isn't so low that you can't push for CCL while still, you know, taking half the points available to you through the early part of the season. Yeah. Right. You just can't call fall flat on your face, you know, and then your goal is to just do well enough so that you can get to, you know, that you can hopefully get to, you know, June, turn it up, finish in the bottom end of the, of the playoff standings and then go from there. Right. Yeah. Is it ideal? You know, like, would you prefer to play in the fortress that that is the bank of California? Sure. But if you're going to tell me that I got to trade home field advantage for a CCL, you know, for a CCL trophy, you know, after our having already won MLS cup, I'm probably good with it. Right. Well, I mean, cause you're talking about the treble here, yeah. right? Cause that's like the same season. Yeah. So you have to push for CCL. It is the more, uh, well, in the eyes of like football aficionados, right? It is the more prestigious trophy. Um, so you go for it. I think you bag the shield conversation. You don't worry about open cup. You just really go all out on CCL because you have, you have more than Seattle did. I would say Mm -hmm. last year to win it. Like you have so much star power. Um, and you have a, you have a great system. You've, you've pushed with a lot of this roster to the final before, so you have everything you need to to get it done this time, and uh, like you said, get into the playoffs. You won't have home field advantage, but you, I mean, you, who knows? You may because like you said, the first seed, the top seed, may end up losing before they come mm-hmm. to you. So you could still end up with an MLS Cup final at home. Uh, you just never know. So you gamble yeah, I mean, on, on get- the more sure thing at the beginning, which is CCL. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like when you, it's weird because again, I think CCL has never been a more attainable, you know? Right. Um, right. Because again, though, the GMs are getting smarter in terms of the roster construction and Liga Mekis teams have just bungled. I mean, not even Liga Mekis, Mexican football has bungled its infrastructure and yeah. everything to a to a point that I don't know how long it's going to take to come back from. Right. right? Like we thought it was bad when in 18 obviously when they when the US failed to make the World Cup. Right. I I it's hard. again, right? We didn't we weren't even there, right? So it's hard to be like, "Oh, they're so much worse." Right? But man, the Mexican football has is in a bad spot that I'm not sure it's yeah. ever been before. Yeah. Right. At least, especially with Major League Soccer having made made up ground and now starting to surpass in a, in a lot of different ways with half the money. Right. 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 Because again, like you, when you're when you're dealing with a soccer cap, you're forced to develop talent in a way that you know. Again, the the Mexican football, um, the clubs in Mexican football have not done very well as of late. Yeah. Right. Not to say that aren't talented players, but I mean, like, is it? It's crazy that there will be heading into heading into the 
next World Cup, there isn't going to be any players under the age of 25 that will be on the roster that have had any kind of World Cup experience for them. Right. Right. Like, it's going to, you know, like, it was a like this, the how it's been a disaster, right? In terms of how this now, now, and the outlook doesn't look good unless you just get lucky with a generation that is able to overcome said challenges. Right. 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 So. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, one thing I want to back up for just a second. So I said CZL is a more sure thing. I don't want to make it sound like you win it automatically, but like you're you're in CCL. You're not yeah. in the MLS playoffs yet, right? Um, you know what your draw is. You don't know how things are going to shape up at the end of the season. So it's like the it's like the thing that you can actually plan for right now because you know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen next year in MLS Cup. So for all the reasons you just said. Uh, the gap is is closing between MLS and Liga MX, uh, MX. So you you go for it now. You push hard uh, to see how far you can go and, and if you can lift that trophy as well. Absolutely. But uh, I think I think that about wraps it up for tonight. Josh, anything else you want to get to on the Cyber Monday show? No, I mean, like I said, I'm. It's 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 a nice feeling when I I'm I am anxiously awaiting the start of the next season. Right, as opposed to being in the situation yeah. where we're just anxiously scrolling Twitter, trying to figure out if we're going to be terrible next year or not. Right, it's kind of where we were last, <laughs> where we were last year around the same time. You know, now it's like you you have that luxury of being the A side and say, okay, who's who's coming, right? And you yeah. can say, and you can be excited about there because a team is generally set up to a point where where you don't need that much more to continue to be successful. Right. Well, and like anything, anything that they add at this point is just going to make them that much scarier. Mm-hmm. Like we just outlined the whole thing and there's really not a whole lot of spots where you are in desperate need of something, right? You're in desperate mm-hmm. need of another, of like a starting caliber superstar midfielder, but you can find that, right? Yeah. You don't need a superstar and midfielder you have, and, and you have the room to do it. And center backs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's different than if you're the Galaxy, you fell short, and you don't have any more roster spots to actually make another move at this right. point without having to right. change the team that you've had you have at this point, right? Yeah. Um, versus the roster flexibility that that JT has left LAFC with is something to be said because again, like right. Again, you're open D sp- do, open to, DP spots, open U twenty two spots. Open international spot, right? You have everything you need, like you said. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. And again, and again, it's the again we've been hard on the front office, and I think rightfully so, right? I, I mean, we, I think we've tried to not pull punches as it pertains to what they've been doing. But yeah. man, I gotta, I take my hat off to again what they did throughout the season was incredible as it is. But now to see the aftermath of said season. And still be able to continue to improve this team, right, right? Without completely abolishing any chances that you had of competing, because again, usually, right, you're in a salary cap league. You're in a situation like the Lakers, where you have to mortgage your future to win now. Yeah. Somehow, they did none of the sort. Yep. And were able to win now it, with still quite the opposite, you know, right? You can go make a more speculative, uh, more speculative signing in the midfield. Like, let's say they did want to go U twenty two in the midfield, U twenty two DP in the midfield. 
that guy has all the supporting veterans around who have already been there, already done it for a year. He's just dropping in as the 11th piece. Uh-huh. And you can just say, go get it, kid. Go do you, yeah. go play your game and just figure it out as you go along. Like that's and the doesn't even need success. to be the 11th guy right away. Right. Like right. you could start the season in a, in a four, two, three, one with a double pivot of Acosta and Elie and Teo ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let that guy just kind of hang out and learn for yep. six months. Absolutely. So, well, we've solved the world's problems all over again. Good as job, always. You know, all right. That's what we do. You can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey, Josh. LFC Josh on Twitter. All right, good luck to the U.S. And I think there's still a slim chance that Mexico can go through as well. Uh, For all our L-Tree fans out there, uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night.